When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast. Yesterday, I went to volunteer my time at a shelter about two hours away from me in Dutchess County, New York. And a lot of things came to my head. A lot of emotions came to my head and my heart. And I wanted to make a podcast about this because I'm getting to a deeper understanding of how dog owners why dog owners are failing. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to kind of dismantle and, and unravel and unpack some of the stuff that was going through my head. So we went out and, uh, Abby and I, my videographer went out and did this, uh, shelter thing. And we're doing this this year for the next six months. Anyway, um, we're traveling the country and doing shelter work and we're documenting it. And we're trying to obviously just explain to people, how to better their dogs, how to better their relationship with their dogs and give the dogs in these places exposure to hopefully get adopted successfully. If applicable, we're also offering free dog training for these dog owners. And so maybe online, I'll be able to do that with everybody, but definitely locally, we're offering free dog training with me personally. So just because, you know, I, I, I'm getting back to why I do this thing in the first place. Um, and if I'm able to step back and donate my time and do this, I will. It just gets really expensive. Like we just spent almost $10,000 on flights and hotels and rental cars and so on and so forth for the team to travel for even three months. So it's getting expensive. But anyway, I just want to give you guys perspective because some people are just trying to be honest with that because some people might think from an outside perspective, why don't you just do that all the time? It's because A, it's expensive and you know, it's it's not sustainable to do it for my whole career. So anyway, business-wise, that's how that works. But we did this shelter thing, and the, guys, the amount of dogs that were returned, this one dog was returned because he, he got too big. This one dog was returned because she didn't like kids. This one dog was returned because the dog pulled so hard. And this is an accumulation of information, not just a shelter podcast, but I see, you know, sometimes I'll go through my, I'll also go through my comments on YouTube because I spend most of my time and efforts into YouTube. And people, what what I, what you see, like if you go to my YouTube page or something like that or any dog trainer's YouTube page, what you'll see and what you'll find is the question of how do I stop this? Tom, how do I stop this? And so obviously having a public platform and offering free advice for everybody is you're going to get these one-off like one questions of like, how do I stop this? How do I do this? But it's so consistent. It's scary. And 
it goes so deep to the core that people actually will get rid of their dogs because of this. So if you're a dog owner at home and you're struggling, or if you're a dog trainer and you're working with dog owners, this is going to be really impactful, I think, for you guys, because it, it is for me. So my point is, is like at a small scale, I'm going to get rid of, I'm going to, I'm going to surrender my dog that has lived with my family in my house to the shelter because they pull on the leash. Now, I don't, it's, uh, I want to be fair because sometimes dogs are surrendered for other reasons and the easiest target sometimes is to just count out the symptom of what we don't like. My dog pulls and sometimes it's not that it's, I can't afford food. Um, my partner abuses the dog. I I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of other things. And so I don't want to, I'm trying to be mindful and fair to dogs who are surrounded for other reasons, but the reason why they tell the shelter is because of these symptoms. But to, to, to be also on the other flip of the coin is I would say 80% of the dogs who are surrendered, they are telling the truth. My dog got too big. Okay. (laughs) My dog pulls on the leash. My, you know, so, and then again, going back to my comments, And even just feedback of people, right? So the way that my life is set up, the way that my business is set up is I put out free content almost every single day on almost every single piece of platform. So that's Facebook Reels or Facebook, Instagram Shorts, Instagram Stories, both accounts, No Bad Dogs and Tom Davis. It's YouTube Shorts. It's YouTube Full Lengths once a week. It's podcast weekly, sometimes twice a week getting back on that twice a week grind, just so you guys know, uh, so on and so forth. And so there's a natural dump of people who want free information instead of hiring somebody. And so of course you're going to get the target market of people that don't, A, can't afford it. B, don't really want to put in the work. And so again, there's this flip of a coin. There's this balance of like, for me, if I get into something, I'll pay somebody a lot of not a lot of money, but I'll pay, my point is, is I'll pay somebody money, whatever their cost is, whatever their fee is to learn this craft from an expert, but I'll also do homework and research. So people who watch my stuff or some of those people where they're like, I want to know as much as I possibly can from as many people as I can to be the best I possibly can. And whether that's a dog owner or a dog trainer and you're signing up from a trainer locally and then you're finding me on you're, you know, on your drive, you're listening to the podcast or at home, you're watching me train dogs or you're in their members club and you're watching full length videos, soaking up as much information. But then there's people who are just lazy and they don't want to do the work. And I just want to represent the dog's point of view of you, you're not going to be able to just turn something off. Okay. So I want to stop this. So all these behavior, I call them external behavioral problems and, or simply put symptoms right? So my dog is pulling on the leash. My dog won't come back when called. My dog is jumping on people. My dog is habitually barking. I can almost promise you that this is a deep dive, but this is so important conversation. I can almost promise you that every single problem that you're having with your dog outside of neurological problems. So some sort of genetic retardation or something like that, which is far more less common, it's less common than just a normal walking around dog, that the problems that you're having is a 100% A, fixable, and B, a product of what you're not doing, period. 
almost, and listen, guys, I'm an expert in behavior, okay? I'm telling you this from the deepest part of my soul of being a dog lover, an animal lover, turned professional slash coach, okay? I'm telling you right now, if you have a, and dog trainers, this is something that you can reiterate to your staff or maybe or your employees, geez, your clients, or even send this to your clients to just understand that if you are having a problem with your dog, it's because you are not, it's because of you, which is why I created the No Bad Dog brand in the first place, which is, again, I, I have, I think I have just, it, I, I think too much about certain things and I care, maybe I have too much empathy about everything and everybody around me. And so, you know, there's this thing in my head where people, you know, there's some people, some crotchety old people or just some people on the internet that doesn't have anything better to do. And they say, no bad dogs, that guy must not work with dogs. And the reality is, is the no bad dog brand is exactly what I'm talking about right now. It's bigger than that. It's if you have a misbehaved dog or a generalized statement of a bad dog, it's because of you. And there is no bad dogs because if you bring, so my point is this dog, Clover, beautiful, sweet, Pitbull mix, more kind of staffier mix, honestly, but sweet as pie, sweet dog, lovely dog, active dog, young dog. He was returned because he pulled so hard on the leash and he's actually got a mark on his neck because the dog owners are just getting dragged around. So they returned the dog. Now them returning the dog is real. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine living that life. Every time I go out, and I see somebody getting dragged by their dog. It frustrates me to to the highest point that you could think of imaginable. Because I literally and, and, and I literally spend every single day just posting 4K high quality videos, just telling people here if you here's it's free if you want to do it. And then we have a more in depth process of if you want to take my course. If you want to work with me one-on-one, if you want to take my in-depth coaching program where I'm working with you really in-depth, seeing what you're doing, the mistakes you're making, etc. Like there's so many options for people not to get to that point. And some people just deal with it. And so for two reasons, if your dog is dragging you around all your life, you, um, you do not have a healthy relationship with your dog. Period. Let that sink in. If your dog is dragging you around, you do not have a healthy relationship with your dog, period. That does not mean your dog doesn't love you. You don't have a good relationship. It simply means that you are disconnected with your dog. You don't have a healthy relationship. You have no communication skills, period. Okay? Now, to give context, because that matters, especially with dogs, is... This means if your dog is pulling you down and pulling you around and you can't regain into a heel or a position, that's what that means. I can put Lakota, my level three trained dog, aka a black belt dog, right? She, she's gone. She does, she can do it all, right? She's very utility and, and universal and she can do three different languages on leash, off leash, with food, without food, right? She can pull me and drag me if she wants, but the moment I say one word, She's back into position. She's obedient and she's understanding of the task at hand. And she will not get out of that until I then release the dog again. So it's not a physical application that I'm talking about. That doesn't mean if your dog pulls you every once in a while or whatever. I'm just saying, if you go out 
and your dog is, and you got lower back pain because your dog is pulling you around, it's because you have an unhealthy relationship. This dog, Clover, again, the shelter is, to be honest, nice, uh, but it's a shelter, right? It's, I don't know, 40 dogs, I would say, you know, um, volunteers in and out, living in a little pen for the rest of their life until somebody goes in there and, and, and changes that. So I took Clover out. I work this dog for less than 10 minutes, and this dog was loose leash walking with one finger and less than 10 minutes. So what's that say? That means that the people who owned this dog previously, and this is why I, I'm trying to be um, fair about this because I do understand that nope, not everybody's going to be able to watch my stuff or Will Atherton stuff or other people's stuff, and, and they, maybe they don't even think about going to YouTube or something like that to help train their dog or anything. They also don't reach out for trainers, or maybe they don't they can't afford it, whatever. Right, so it is real. The dog is pulling. It is a pain in the ass. Your kids can't walk the dog. Your wife can't walk your dog. The husband can't walk the dog. Nobody can walk the dog. And then what happens is dogs absolutely need physical and mental stimulation in their life. Sometimes it's not every day because life happens. Like my dog doesn't get that every day, right? But they need physical and mental stimulation in order to achieve fulfillment and happiness and balance. If we do not provide that, the dog starts outletting, which means the dog starts getting frustrated. The dog gets bored. These are animals. These aren't kids. So a kid gets frustrated and bored. They may just go to the cabinet and get out a piece of sha- a tube of shaving cream and start spraying it because they don't know what else to do because they're not they're not being they're not being stimulated or outletted or whatever whatever we want to call it right. So then it perpetuates. This is what happens. This is why every single dog well not every dog but most eighty percent of the dogs are in shelters because of this. The owners a don't understand fundamentally that in order to get most dogs to walk nicely on the leash, come back when called, stop jumping on guests, etc., need to be trained in order to make that happen. So you get a dog, you do not put the work in with training, you do not yield results, period. End of discussion, right? Because this happens all the time, right? People will say, Tom, I need your help. I'm so desperate. I'm at the end of my rope. More often times than not, if I were to respond and say, how much work have you done with a professional trainer? They say, we haven't. How ethical and how humane is it to either euthanize, because some shelters aren't no kill, which means Clover, a dog that pulled because the owners didn't put in the work, that somebody like myself can come in and teach this dog loose leash walking in 10 minutes, will get submitted into a shelter, tail wagging, excited to be there, loves everybody, and will die the next day because of their owners. That's what my brand means. No bad dogs. That dog is not bad. The owners didn't put in the, the work. I'm refraining from swearing here. but So there's this vicious cycle of the owners get a dog and they just assume that maybe their dog's just going to walk in slow motion with them. A human has two legs, dogs have four. This is just a common thing. The leash walking is common. You can literally copy and paste this to anything in your dog's life. Well, my dog doesn't come back. How long have you worked on recall? Well, how long How long have you worked on place when people come over and your dog's overly stimulated and they're excited and they're jumping and they're spinning and they're peeing? So 
we as humans, dog owners, do not put in the work in order and or we don't realize that we have to put in the work, which is why I'm putting this podcast out, in order for our dogs to be fulfilled and happy and live a balanced life with us humans, right? So again, the lack of understanding from those dog owners, either again, yeah, somebody said we needed training, but we can't afford it or we're too busy or whatever. It's a commitment. Just like getting a hermit crab or a goldfish, you have to make sure you feed them. You have to clean their tanks. They still takes commitment and dogs are just a higher level of that, you know? So it just, it's sad. It's very sad. It's very tragic because again, Clover, and if you guys head over to my, um, if you're listening to this, you know, today when we're putting this out, but the actual, um, shelter that we work with, if you're li- listening to this in the in the future, is called the Compassionate Animal Rescue Efforts of Dutchess County. And that's in Winni- Winni- Winnipegers, Winnipegers Falls, New York. It's about two hours from me. Anyway, so this dog, Clover, just so nice, so beautiful, like so happy, just loves everybody. Typical like pit bull mix, just the best. And it was dropped on, oh, this dog, this dog, you know, this dog is, and, but if these guys weren't around, the Compassionate Animal Rescue, Rescue Efforts weren't around, and they went to maybe a kill shelter, that dog literally would have got a needle into their vein and died the next day. Because their owners weren't willing, committed, educated enough to just teach the dog how to walk on a leash. This is everyone's problem. So, get in there, and, I've, and I did that with several dogs in there. Several dogs. This dog is barking at people. We can't get the dog adopted. And this is why the dog was surrendered. Within 10 minutes of somebody like myself who knows what to do, the dog is licking my face. Boom. It's just education, right? So my point is, is dog owners, what, what, what they do is sometimes we get a dog in our life that's easy. Sometimes we grow up with a dog that's easy, doesn't require any training. That is a unicorn dog. Those don't exist that often. You may get one or two in your life. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right. And I'm, and so if you have a problem with your dog, I want you to understand that you yourself can make a change. You yourself can change that, but you have to understand that it's not a turn this off and stop this thing. Right? Like, let's say I have $500 in my pocket and there's a trainer that trains people on how to lose weight. And I said, What's your rates for losing weight? They said, well, how much do you weigh? I say 300 pounds. 
whoa, how much do you want to lose? I want to lose 100 pounds. Okay, my point is, is here's where you're at. Here's where you want to be. This person can do it. A trainer can do it. Here's my money. Make it happen. Well, well, you're going to have to put in the work. Well, what does that mean? That means you're going to have to exercise. That means you're going to have to eat, right? In order to shed those pounds to achieve your goals. Now, for most people, you're like, yeah, no shit. Duh. You can't pay somebody to just drop those pounds. You have to put in the work. And it's the same thing with dogs. And so again, like people coming in, uh, for an example, I had this really nice dog owner come in with this Dojo Argentina dog, like a big Connie Corso type dog, protective guardian dog. She's a lovely owner. It's a lovely dog, but this dog is intact. This dog just hit the year mark and she comes in and she's like, um, uh, I need training. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. How much have you done? None. What does that mean? Define none. Um, never really been at least trained at all. Like never, tra- you know, living in my house. That's it. Oh boy. So now we have this 80 pound jacked dog, right? And so different breeds and different genetics will display and form different types of behaviors, personalities, etc. Having this big protective guardianship dog. So we don't have leadership. We don't have structure. We don't have boundaries. We don't have discipline. Do what you want, when you want, however you want. But I love you. Okay? So this dog becomes a year old, sexually matures, which means like a human going through puberty, sexually matures, right? So now he's getting into his skin. He's getting big. He's getting pushy. His testosterone and hormones start kicking off. He's not a puppy anymore. He's starting to not listen more. He's starting to overpower her. And my point by saying this is, is she comes in, she's like, hey, she's lovely. She's doing all the right things. These guys are going to be fine. But she comes in, she says, hey, you know, I need training. And I'm, and I'm thinking, don't wait. Why are you waiting? This dog you got, you should have started training at eight weeks old every day. Now they're a year and nothing. So people just, and I want to be, I want to use this dog owner as an example because she's an amazing person and she's not going to care or maybe even hear this, but she's, she goes through the same process that dog owners go through. She kind of had a bad relationship, so she got a big dog. Hey, listen, guys, I'm getting an, a big protective dog in February specifically for this reason. So I do the same, I'm doing the same thing for my family, okay? But I know what to do and I know how to do it. So she had a kind of rocky relationship. She gets a big dog. She has two of them actually. One male, one female. The male's in for training first because guess what? The male has testosterone. The male is pushy. The male is going to start getting protective. The male is going to start getting mouthy. The male is going to be bigger. The male is going to be stronger. That's how life works, peeps. So she says, yeah, I had this bad relationship. I got this dog. That's not how it works. You can't do that. It's like you not putting in the work to learn how to drive and buying a Ferrari and then crashing. I just took that $200,000 machine and then crashed it into a wall. You have to put in the work. Recently started doing jujitsu, understanding that as a white belt beginner, I... 
I am, I am no match for anything above me. None, zero, because they put in the work before me. Doesn't mean I can't get there. That just means that they put in the work. Therefore, their skill sets are better. They have more control. When you have a dog, if you don't put in the skill sets and you don't put in the time to train, like anything else, you will fail. And so she has this dog. The dog is starting to become kind of aggressive, bitey. And so this is what people do. They get a dog for a reason because it looks, oh, I want this big protective dog. I see this, and I don't mean to throw shade, but as a professional, I see this so often, especially on Instagram and people, it, it kind of fits their identity. You know, maybe they want to get this big scary dog and kind of be this baddie with a big dog. And I'm like, back it up. That's all. That's all. Be a baddie with a big dog. Back it up though. Put in the work, right? You want, same thing. Guys do the same thing, right? Do you want to be a, you know, get this big dog to, you know, kind of fit their persona, fit their image, fit their ego sometimes, right? We all have it. Back it up. Put in the work. Dogs need the work. So it doesn't matter if you're getting a new puppy, if you're getting an adopted dog. Again, I could have taken Clover and made that dog, sorry, I could have taken Clover and Clover and helped that dog, train that dog, work with that dog, develop the relationship with that dog, and had that dog off-leash healing, off-leash anywhere in two weeks' time, right? That's why it's very hard for me to do shelter work because I do have a God-given gift my innateness and my primal instinct to work with dogs is different from other people. I understand that. I'm not going to stop fighting that and just tell people, oh, you either have it or you don't. That's what it is. I don't know why I get to do what I do. I just do it and it works every time, right? And I'm not going to shy away from that. I'm just going to be honest with you. But I've put in the work for the last decade plus, you know, 11, 12 years, training with the best, learning from the best, putting hand, putting dogs in my hands every single day, seven days a week, learning how to do it, right? So my point is, guys, is there's a process into working with dogs. And I'm telling you right now that there's a very, 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 very good chance that if you have a problem with your dog, know how big or small it is, reactive, bite history, pulling on the leash, puppyhood, you have to put in the work. And I think more importantly, you have to find a good coach. You have to find somebody that understands how to teach you like if you don't have a good, again, you can have the best of the best. You can have a, whatever, a person in front of you that is like the most decorated person in the world. But if they're not a good teacher and you can't learn from them, it doesn't matter. You're wasting your money. You're wasting your time. You got to get around people that you can learn from. You got to get around somebody who can speak your language so you can digest it, chew on it and go, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? So I'm saying this as an accumulation of the dogs in the shelters, the owners are getting to a point where they're like, I'm just going to get rid of this dog. The kids are crying. We have to get rid of the dog and they're going to get another one and it's going to happen again. It's going to do the same thing, but maybe they get a smaller dog and it doesn't pull as bad, but the mind never changes. The dog stays in that state of mind. The dog stays into that. I'm pulling and pulling. So you're disconnected from your dog emotionally. You're disconnected from your dog physically. If you let go of that leash and just start walking home, your dog's going to not care, likely. So I want you guys to have a good relationship with your dog. I want you guys to have a healthy relationship with your dog. It's an easy process. You just have to put in the work. 
And more importantly, you have to put in the work with a good coach that can help you through the process. I always tell people, right? I was on the Today Show 13 times last year, and every single time they asked me, and other things, they asked me, you know, how to be good, how to be. I said, you, you got to learn from somebody who can help you learn, help you learn, right? You can't just spend the money and, and, and pay for somebody just because they're good and decorated. That doesn't mean anything if they can't teach you. They have to be a good teacher. And I'm saying this because it's my big picture of no bad dogs, right? So those dogs being euthanized, those dogs being killed, those dogs being returned to the shelter, the dogs being put in shelters, put into, and they're just sitting there like, oh, okay, I guess I, I okay, whatever. They don't know what they did wrong because they didn't do anything wrong. And that's the saddest thing. That's the most tragic thing in the world. Like, can you imagine my son spilling water every day on laptops, on computers, on phones? And we just, and this is very dramatic, but I'm just, from a dog standing point, you'll understand. I just, we just give him to the foster. Yeah, you know, he just keeps spilling shit and we're just, you know, we're trying to have another one. Maybe they, they won't spill shit. That's what it's like. Let that sink in. That's exactly what it's like. When sweet clovers pulling on the leash because they're excited to be outside because their owners won't walk them because the dog pulls, it's a vicious cycle. So they go outside because who's going to walk the clover? Who's going to walk clover? I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. They go out. Fine. They go out. The dog pulls. Oh, this is awful. Clover's just like, yeah, I'm outside. This is so amazing. <laughs> right? They don't know any better. They don't know any different. And then they're like, you know what? We're just going to get rid of this one. That's exactly what it's like, guys. It's unbelievably sad, which it's hard for me to do shelter work, which is why I've waited so long, but I'm in a position in my career where I can do it. So I'm going to, but it's not easy for me because of that reason. I took out every single dog that they couldn't get adopted that had been there for I don't know, six months to a year or less, whatever, and changed everything for these dogs in minutes because of my knowledge, experience, professionalism, and dedication to dogs. And of course, anybody else is the same thing. Like, man, like, oh, like, oh, you know, I can't wait to be on stage and be a uh, famous musician or, oh man, I want to be a black belt or, oh man, I want to be a professional skateboarder or, Man, whatever, whatever. It's that person put in the work. They didn't just get it handed to them. They didn't buy it. You can't buy that, right? You have to put in the work with somebody. You can purchase training and they get you there. And that's why it's so important. So again, like, Tom, how do I stop my dog from barking? The perfect example. How do I stop my dog from barking? This is a perfect example, right? So I I go, okay, you're not. It's a dog. They bark. Oh, what? But it's annoying. My neighbors are calling the police. My, it's keeping my kid up. Okay. How much exercise do you give your dog? Well, they're in the backyard all the time. Okay. How much exercise are they getting? Well, they run around the backyard. Okay. This is a dog that can probably run 15 to 20 miles in an afternoon and be a little tired. You know? Okay. So my point is, is Dogs have two engines, okay, guys? They have a mental engine, they have a physical engine. And every day they wake up, that tank is filled. And it's your job 
to start decreasing that tank. Some dogs are easier. Some dogs tank is a walk around the block. Some dogs tank like Lakota is never ending. You just do the best you can. But there's a mental and a physical aspect of this tank. So putting your dog in a backyard is a big crate. Like it or not, people. You don't believe in crate training? Well, that's what you're doing. It's a big crate. They can't escape. They can't get out. You can control that. That's it. It's all it is. Now listen, it's good to have. It's better than a small crate. It's good to have. Let them run. Let them stretch. Let them go pee. Let them go poop. Let them smell the air. It's great. I have a backyard my dog goes in every day. But I don't think that that's what's going to help my dog be fulfilled. I don't think that that's what's going to drain that tank. At all. Ever. Right? So so, so then I start breaking down. Well, your dog's digging because they're bored. Your dog is Your dog is doing something because they're bored. Your dog is literally telling you, same thing with barking, habitual barking, outside of hound mixes. Your dog is literally telling you, I am bored. Therefore, you as a dog owner haven't done your job and you have not fulfilled my desires as a dog. And I'm going to find something, an outlet, and do something else because you didn't. And this is the vicious cycle. The dog starts digging. Okay, I'm so bored. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm not getting... They're not thinking. If your dog isn't getting mentally tested every day, multiple times a day, like a training session, what does that mean? So so this is important for you guys because you have to understand when somebody says mental stimulation and working your dog, what does that mean? That means your dog has to think. You have to challenge your dog. If we went through life with zero challenges, we would go through life with no growth. Let that sink in. Every day we woke up and we just went through the mundane, like this is comfortable. I want you guys to seek discomfort and seek challenges with your dog because you will grow. I promise you, get creative. Put a dog into a sit because they know it. Can't do this exercise without a sit stay. Put your dog into a sit. Take a ball, throw it. Your dog goes, oh, I want that. They can't break their sit until you say break. Okay, break. That's challenging them. That's making them and forcing them to think using the obedience that you put in earlier in the dog's life. Does that make sense? So as you guys are developing and working with your dogs, please be mindful that anything that your dog is doing is very likely a cause of what you are doing. Again, my dog is barking. My dog is digging, okay? Your dog's bored. And I can't change that. You could pay me $1 million and I will and cannot change that because I'm not a dog walker, (laughs) right? So you have to realize that if your dog is misbehaving in any way, it's because of the deficiency of what you aren't doing, period. Very likely, 90% of dog problems are a deficiency of what you are not doing. Again, outside of neurological abuse, neglect, et cetera, trauma, So your dog is barking all day. It's because they are bored. When I was an animal control officer, happy dogs never ran away. My dog's running away. Happy dogs don't run away. Fulfilled dogs do not run away. If your kid's happy, they're not going to run away, right? So please, please, please remember this, guys. As you're working with dogs professionally, try not to treat the symptom long-term 
try to try to teach and treat the cause of what's happening. That's that's my whole philosophy and training. Sometimes there's danger that is happening that we do treat the symptom. The dog is trying to bite somebody, try to lunge at somebody and grab their sweatshirt. Okay, we're treating that immediately because that's dangerous, right? Somebody's bleeding out, we're treating that. And then once they're stable, now why did that happen? It's the same thing with dog training, guys. And as a human, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a world traveler, I am unbelievably grateful and motivated and, and inspired by everything that comes into my life, but I'm getting to a new level in my life where I'm making drastic changes to make me a better human and optimize my life in every way. And I hope that you guys benefit from the information I'm providing in a different perspective because I don't want it to be stale information you haven't heard. I want you guys, you guys know I'm really big on my analogies. That's kind of like what separates me a little bit is I make dog owners understand what I'm saying. I don't make content I don't write the book, right? Nobody writes the book. There's no dog training book. I hope that it's helpful and, and I hope that it's, yeah, I hope it's helpful for you really. And, and remember, if you guys have a problem with your dog, I can tell you this right now, as a first responder, if you will, of helping millions of dog owners every year, as a professional slash expert, I can tell you, if you have a problem, it's not going to be an easy fix. You're going to have to put in the time. doesn't matter if your dog is pulling or your dog is trying to kill somebody. But I want you to understand that it comes from you. You have to put in the work. You have to understand what steps it's going to take. And you have to understand what steps it's going to take for your dog to feel fulfilled and happy. Because if they're not fulfilled and happy, you're not going to have a good relationship with your dog. And if you love your dog, you owe it to your dog to make that happen. Find yourself a good coach find yourself a good mentor, find yourself somebody that you can relate to, that you trust, right? So many people I see, there's so many people in the industry, guys, that in the past have sent me the dirtiest, nastiest messages, nasty stuff, because they don't like me or try to bring me down. And if I posted those things, you guys would be like, holy crap, I didn't even know that. I'm telling you right now, read between the bullshit because there's a lot of it out there. If you're following somebody, it does. And I'm not talking about dog training. I'm talking about other, just everything in life. But if, you know, of course, some dog trainers are like that. Of course, but if you're following people who 60% of their social media and things that are popping up into your phone is just to talk shit about other people because they don't feel good about themselves, how good of a coach are they? How good of a leader are they? How much confidence do they have in themselves? Confident people don't do that. Hurt people hurt people. Remember that. Unfollow those people that are doing that shit. It's unbelievably toxic. Gets in the way of your dog getting better. That's my motto. It's my tribe. I've built this community knowing that, which is why my seminars are special. Everybody comes together. We're all under the same wavelength. And I love you guys for that. And I'm very appreciative and grateful for the opportunity and this is a new leaf and a new direction that we're going with donating our time and helping those who need it the most and and getting back down to dog behavior and yesterday seeing those dogs puppies there's puppies in there they were born there maybe i don't know it's crazy you know if you guys are looking for an adopted dog 
and you live in the upstate New York area, I'll leave the description, a link in the description of the places I worked with here. Um, they're all amazing dogs. Some of them maybe don't like kids. So if you don't have kids and you want a dog to hang out on your couch instead of sit in a shelter, go get this dog. I'll give you free training. All the dogs there, I'll give you free training personally. Not my facility, not my staff, me. I'll walk you through the process. All these dogs are willing and capable. And I want to see more of that. So thanks for listening, guys. I don't have time to answer my podcast questions. But if you're listening to this and you want to give back, please leave us a review. Share this with a friend who needs to hear it. And I look forward to talking to you guys later this week. Have a great day. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.